Backbone Takeover, Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, the 14th Reason Silver Surfer Top Deck. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Um, throughout the week, I got to sit down with Tuck and Jeff from Featured X. We had about a 90-minute chat that uh, I'm still kind of editing at the moment, um, and I was hoping to get it up. But as I was listening back to it, there's this really fantastic little section, about 15 minutes I'm g- that you're going to be listening to today, talking about uh, owning your masters and kind of self-worth within the, the heavy music industry. And there's something really interesting about this, some stuff that I didn't know about. And some I just think this is really fascinating for anyone who's kind of involved in the scene um, yeah, I, I think this is really cool, and I thought it'd be better to sn- uh, kind of snippet this up instead of releasing a 90-minute interview, which a lot of the times is very hard to digest for a lot of people, because it's a long it's a long time, and I completely understand that. The full interview will be coming out um, throughout the week, um, but until then, I hope you guys can enjoy this, and I hope you guys can um, get something out of it. Maybe you'll learn something that you didn't know before, and yeah, enjoy. Uh, Jeff, I want to. You've posted in the past about the importance of owning your masters. Um, I kind of want to kind of go into this a little bit, if that's okay, because I'm always fascinated. People, I have to check my soup for one second. That's okay, no stress at all. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the flavor of soup when he comes back. Uh, <laughs> um, how? Why is it so important for people who don't know? Why is it so important to own your own masters? <clears throat> I've seen Kanye West, who I'm a massive fan of, even though he's a little bit kind of left of center at the moment or right of center depending if you want to go yeah his whole yeah you know his whole i've been saying the master thing for a while yeah and when he went on his whole twitter rant i was like no like i can i understand what he's saying i know that he sounds like a lunatic but he's 100 on point yeah and basic you know just taking like the bands in our scene like most of the bands in our scene signed their record deals, you know, X amount of years ago. Yeah. Um, so they signed them when it was a physical unit business model. Now it's the streaming business model. And it's so different that applying that same contract to it is why these bands don't see any money from streaming and why they think Spotify rips them off. Yo, first of all, I got a million dollars, man. <laughs> That's not but <laughs> um but um just from lots of research and then talking to some friends who are independent artists and just you know, we're such good friends that they just broke down their business model, told me exactly how much money they made per month from every single different platform and where it went and blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, oh, you make that much from streaming? Oh, wow. But and but it's because it it's like a 10-year or 12-year or 15-year catalog of music. Yeah. So it's their whole career and it's a compounded cumulative thing as you know what I mean? And it's like a snowball effect. So I'm just, so now applying that to left to suffer, I just already see, uh, you know, I see every month exactly how much money's coming in, where it's coming from and all that stuff. And it's like, they're still a small as fuck band but they're already making like two grand a month yeah. from the stream and it's just like 
Yeah, no. So the, to me, the business model is, is, is instead of getting, instead of selling your masters to get money to make art, you need to figure out how to make your art. And then after 10 years or 20 years, then sell your catalog off to somebody who will pay you 10 to 12 X of what you're the last year that you made on it. You know what I mean? So even if it only ends up making a hundred grand in a year, which would be like less than a million monthly listeners, you could eventually sell it for a million bucks if you wanted to. The purchasing of catalogs right now is like a uh, brokerage wall street kind of thing. Just is people with money mm-hmm. man they're just buying it to own it and want to have it um well they see yeah. the purpose it's per- money yeah. because of the very similar to like the model you're not species. selling yeah you're not selling them something one time it's yeah. perpetuity it's reoccurring income stream forever and yeah. if you own your master's not only is it forever but then if you have kids or whoever after you die you can pass it off to them yeah, and it's at this point now where if you so like going back to like what Jeff said with the original contracts that you signed and like even like fit for a king. OK, we one if we signed the contract that the band did in like 2013 versus if we were a band in the late 90s, early 2000s, the amount of money that we gained was would have been so different yeah. um, because uh-huh. people physically bought cds and all that stuff versus you know 2013 14 you're just still figuring out streaming and shit now that those beginner contracts for everyone really don't make you shit and in the long run won't make you shit you're basically doing it for clout in a bank loan um, yeah because of the political game where it's like well i can't get a good booking agent without being signed okay so you know there's this one analogy where the the record contract is like the worst loan in history it's like having the bank give you money to buy your house paying back the whole loan and you still only own 15 percent of your house yeah so now bands and labels are seeing that it is way more advantageous to stay independent so like fit for a king gets through a contract we've got nine hundred thousand plus monthly listeners or whatever right why would I sign away 95% of my music unless I'm getting a lot and I still ain't going to do that. So we're going to go, we're going to switch it up, which we did. And bands need to just stop worrying about the fucking clout machine and worry about their wallets a little bit because you can get a way better contract. You can get money. You can get a lot of things, but you don't get these things unless you have a fucking amazing manager or you, got a real steel set of nuts you know like it's yeah because it's tough out there man but bands are getting wiser to it like jeff said we've had people in our lives that are independent artists that have explained to us means in which they produce and get money you can do the math for yourself on what your band generates and then understand that you should get a, a far more sh- uh you know equal share of the pie and it's starting to happen and it's the same way that contracts are going to change and they're not just going to be by records because nobody gives a fuck about records either unless you're in a metal band yeah. um for the most part it's a singles mm-hmm. game. so i think I, that yeah you'll for see sure. it as a three-year 30 song contract um but people need to value it's again going back to like similar with featured x people don't fucking value themselves they think they're never going to make any money off music so they sign away all of their rights and all this 
just such a large majority of their music where they just are basically a glorified t-shirt company for the next seven years while they get through that contract and it's one thousand fucking percent yeah everyone in our scene is just (laughs) way too impatient and they don't want to fucking put in the work so they just want to get signed and have some magic people sprinkle some fairy dust and and how many and how many bands have you seen get signed and they get opportunities and they get tours and they get all this stuff and still nobody gives a fuck yep and why it's because it wasn't gonna pop it wasn't gonna pop so if you're gonna pop it doesn't matter if you're signed or not if you focus on something like marketing you get a couple other cool people on your tracks. You you focus on your algorithms. You really make sure that you're honed in on the right people. It's um, and then if it doesn't pop, then you know that it's there's something wrong. It, but I it think- is fascinating because like I've seen I've you hear murmurs right, and I'll just say the you know they're murmurs right, and uh, about the the percentage breakdowns that your know, bands get to labels, and it's pretty fucking- generally uh it's like a anywhere for for a beginner band it can be as shitty as 12 percent versus <laughs> yep. 88 um but the average is around that you know 15 16 versus you know 86 and it's uh, do you think the um the idea of being an independent band being unsigned is kind of lost on on some bands do you think that that's going to be something that comes a bit more you know, kind of becomes a bit bigger in the future because they'd be like, fuck this. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sign away for this many years. I think it's going to become bigger because I'm also finding more and more labels are, they're kind of on the hunt because yeah. now, so before when, you know, bands could get signed, you know, roughly off of like 10,000 monthly listeners. Now it's like 40,000 yeah. and those same bands that are getting like 40,000 are getting hit up by all the labels. Cause there's also not a ton. So you've got in main competition, you've got fearless epitaph, sharp tone, unified, solid state, hopeless, pure noise, equal vision. Yeah. So one band starts to gain hype and then all of a sudden they've got four band labels that are interested in them, which if you have that many label, those many labels interested in you get a good deal or yeah. don't fucking sign because obviously you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Keep put, keep pushing them and be like, well, these guys are offering this fucking make up numbers. I don't care. Like, just get yourself as good hey, a deal as you can. No, that, like- that shit works, man. That's how, it, that's how the cookie crumbles. But now like a, my, good dear friend ryan kirby uh he manages the band hollow front they just yep. signed a deal but they didn't sign until they got a really fucking good deal and they had a lot of monthly listeners and they have people that care about their band and they know what they're worth because even if they didn't know ryan and Corey were gonna tell them yeah <laughs> right how how common is it you guys would know this more than me is it for record deals to get offered up with without with you still owning your masters is that just a complete rarity is that something that you have to have leverage to actually offer or uh some labels are doing uh, more licensing deals so they're not owning the masters which is really cool it is but i only know of one label that's two labels that are regularly doing that yeah Okay. Yeah. There you go. I just it's a, it's, it is a fascinating dynamic yeah. of like two that I know of two out of that list that I just listed to you do that. So everyone go um, everyone make your guesses down below. <laughs> yeah. But... I would say no, most labels want the whole pie. Yeah. It's worth it to own the pie and it's I get it if I was the bank I'd want to own at least 50% well, of your catalog too. Why do you think Well, here's the thing is 
the issue is, is, is that everyone in our scene who's in a band, I feel like just gets told from the moment that they start a band in this scene that quote unquote, you'll never make money off your music. It's just going to be touring and merch. You're going to be a road dog. You got to love it. That's what it is. So, but it's like, okay, hold on. If that's the truth, why are these record labels being sold for millions and millions of dollars? Like, why are they on the hunt for the whole pie? Because the pie is fucking got some worth to it. You know what I mean? So, bands just need to wake up from this freaking hypnotose, whatever crap that they're under, the spell that they're under. Yeah. Um, and but to go off what Jeff just said, too, is because of that and it r- labels were able to take this risk where and no shade to them. But like you're looking at early rise records, right? Yeah. You sign 10 bands to piece of shit deals that a equivalent a, a, equal one hundred grand total for the time deals. I think so you take them. Hit him against the wall. See who sticks. Okay, we got one sleeping with sirens. All right, fuck everybody else. Yeah, fuck them. Absolutely. We're not going to yeah. do any more records with you. I don't give a shit about you yourself. We got we got the gold star, and it's worth it. And because of the people being okay with these shitty fucking deals, they allowed that to happen where someone can just be like, well, you know what? For every one of you, I get to have 10 others. Yeah. And it just no one was appreciating themselves and appreciating their value. It's a very interesting thing to see and I, i'm glad that it's starting to change like i'm hearing about a lot of better deals being offered up i'm hearing about people doing licensing deals versus owning masters i'm hearing about more 50 50 splits people are are getting their value um situated and a year like this will make you think about that and consider it and be like well what does my band really do what do we sell what do we stream how much money is coming in and what do i deserve out of it you, you make a really good point in the sense that like every, if you get told something all your life, if you get told that you know, you're never going to make money, you're, you're going to be as you say, like a t-shirt company, you're going to be on the, t- the road all the time. You're going to end up believing that. What is like a, I guess Jeff, yeah. you might know this, like what is, what is a contract 20 years ago? And Tucky, you were talking about how much money you would have made if you signed a deal in like 99. What is it? What does a contract 20 years ago look like compared to a contract now? I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, from what I've I discussed, record, it, yeah, I didn't see a record deal until so like 2013. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, you know, I heard about there's some bands I've heard about. Luckily, even like through Solid State, where you hear about the money that they were getting to sign, you hear about the money that they were making off of their records, and. You know, it's it's substantial, you know, back in the day, what it, w- it wasn't crazy if someone was going to resign after doing really well, they get a million dollars. Yeah. You know, it wasn't crazy that people could make, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars off of record cycles. Hi, honey. Um, off of records. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting thing, man. I I don't. I don't have any qualm really with Spotify after I've thought about it and digested it more because <clears throat> would my band, <clears throat> pardon me, would my band generate as many plays without the way Spotify works? No, because they have all these playlists and shit like that. So it's actually pretty yeah. cool. Does it, does it suck that they don't pay more? Yeah, but the pay is not 
awful. The awful part is that you don't own any of it. Yeah. So you have to figure out, you have to go to the source of the problem, which is why do I not own more of my own art? Yeah. Which just sounds insane. Why would you be a musician and not own any of your own music? In any, yep. any other occupation, it sounds ridiculous, but for some reason we just kind of take it as fact. In, it's manipulation. Because yeah. it is, because that's the way it is. Right? You can't you know do nothing like, without me. That's the way things are done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you would be nothing without me. Yeah. yeah, I hate that mindset. Bullshit. I hate that mindset, and especially in our scene, that mindset is so prevalent. Yeah. Yeah, now you're seeing it more and more with rap stars and stuff where they're like, I know my worth, I know I'm I what I deserve, and they they build it up on their own through things like YouTube and SoundCloud and all of these incredible outlets that they have. So it's the future will look different. Um and they have no choice because the competition is different for labels these days too, I think. 